are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Let's write down a few things. Take your notebooks, please. Write down number one. Everything rises and falls on leadership. I said that, first of all, many, many years ago, 55 years ago. It's been copied, put in books. It's everywhere. Everything rises and falls on leadership. I've had one man to write me a letter and say, you're wrong. But he couldn't prove it. And uh, he's, he tried to mention Moses. Why, Moses is the greatest leader in the world. Huh? He mentioned uh, Gideon, different one. Why, man, live, they were all leaders. And this is true. And whether in the Sunday school, as a teacher, as an officer, in the choir, in the pulpit, wherever you are, everything rises and falls on leadership. You've got to be right. You've got to be right. Now, hold that to your mind. There are three big problems. Problem number one is keeping yourself right. Problem number one, keeping yourself right. If you're a leader, uh, keeping yourself right. And you've got to be right. And if you go wrong, the whole church goes wrong. The whole Sunday school class goes wrong. The whole choir goes wrong. You've got to be right. And you've got to be at your best all of the time. So keep yourself right. And that's, that's number one. Keep yourself right. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Dead to self. Unselfish. Willing to serve. Whatever it may be. Keep yourself right. The second big problem is stirring others. Now others don't want to be stirred. They want to sit still. Go home. Forget about it. Huh? They want to come to Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, sit right here in the pulpit, uh, and get the, and, and listen to the pulpit uh, preach, uh, pastor preach, and get, go home and forget about the whole thing. They got to be stirred. You got to stir people. Now you got to think of that. Now that's the reason for the success of this dear man. Get around it. He stirs folks. Am I right? Now wait, that's it. That's it. And that's true of singers, song leaders. They got to stir. They've got to. And you got to stir others. They, they may not want to be stirred. They got to be stirred anyway. And most people just like to sit and do nothing. And uh, they don't even think. They don't write down, take down a note. They don't open the Bible to read the scripture or text. They don't do a thing. Just sit there. But you've got to stir folk. And so first of all, you, you have yourself right. And the second, stir others. And then uh, number three, the third big problem is staying on the main track. What is the main track? Getting people saved. What's the main track? Helping folks to grow in grace. There it is. That's all of it. Two lines. Like a railroad, huh? And get people saved, help them to grow in grace. Stay on the main track. Now, you can get off. You can get off. You can get off in politics. You can get off in everything in the world. But you better stay on the main track. And if you stay on the main track, come out right. But just keep on going. You, you say, but you're repeating. That's all right. Go ahead and repeat it. They don't get it the first time anyway. And uh, you got to say you got to say things over and over again, really. They, they got to remember you by what you say and the way you preach. And the way you work. And that's, that's essential. So the three big problems, keep yourself right, stirring others, and staying on the main track. Now, that'll help you some of you'll think, because that'll do the job for you. Now, I will get the penis back up, if you will, for just a moment now. I got a penis here for me. Uh, uh, retired already. Oh, she's here. Uh, thank you. Now, I want to have you sing in just a moment, but I'm going to talk a little bit about the Sunday school. I'll get around on the sermon in a moment. Now, I'm to be through at about uh, 10, 10 o'clock or before all right. Or we'll, we'll cut off whenever you say so. Now, I believe in building a great Sunday school. Now, that's important. And you can anywhere in the world. If you're in the country, way out in the woods, somewhere, you can still build a great one there. 
It may not be at many, but it'd be a great Sunday school anyway. And you make it great, make the thing go for the glory of God. And you can do that easily, easily. Uh, what time does Sunday school begin here? Ten o'clock. All right. When I was here before, I had to say, let's do the course of love. Let to me, if you will, please, ma'am. Give me plus six, eight time. Uh, and uh, just, uh, just the course. Now, don't laugh at that. I can, give a, I can give the title and the key and the tempo of every song I've ever heard in my life. Any song. If I ever heard the song once and never looked at the book, I can give the tempo of anything and the key of this, uh, the, the song, whether it's an A flat, B flat, uh, key of G, uh, D, whatever it may be, uh, that's automatic. Uh, but I did that long, long time ago. I don't do it now. All right, here we go on the chorus of Love Lifted Me. Sing it now. Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help. Love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help. Love lifted Now, to make our people conscious of time, and the sun is beginning on time, 10 o'clock Sunday morning, let's sing it again, 10 o'clock sharp, 10 o'clock sharp, I'll be in Sunday school, 10 o'clock sharp, good, all right, here we go, sing now, 10 o'clock sharp, 10 o'clock sharp, I'll be in Sunday school, 10 o'clock sharp, I'll be in Sunday school, now that does it partially now you play the same way don't you change a bit play the same way now when we sing it we're going to sing 10 o'clock sharp cut it off don't hold it now don't hold it 10 o'clock sharp emphasizing being on time for Sunday school uh, you may not have a trouble here but over in uh, Tennessee in Kentucky we have folks drift in a little late you know they want 15 20 minutes and of course I'm sure it doesn't happen here but 10 o'clock sharp and cut it off alright give us the chord again three man here we go saying 10 o'clock sharp 10 o'clock sharp I'll be in Sunday school 10 o'clock sharp 10 o'clock sharp Ten o'clock sharp, I'll be in Sunday school. O'clock sharp, amen. Thank you, man. Thank you a lot. All right, now, write down a simple outline on building a Sunday school. Give you seven points. Write them down quickly. Seven essentials for building a great Sunday school. Number one, first of all, faith in the Word of God. Faith in the Word of God. Now, what? watch carefully. Your teachers have to believe the Bible. And they're using the wrong version and the wrong teachers for examples. They may fail. Better be careful. Stay on the main track and get the thing done right. But first of all, there must be faith in the Word of God. Secondly, build a Sunday school. There must be a burden for souls. A burden for souls. You've got to care about people. You've got to love them. The big ones, the little ones, the white ones, the black ones, the dirty ones, the clean ones. You love them all. Huh? I mean, love them all the same way. And you've got to watch yourself. I know we do in our part of the country. And, uh, you know, they rather look down the nose as some fellow comes in there uh, poorly dressed and uh, not very clean and uh, no family to care for him. Uh, no, you, you teach them all and, and treat, treat them the same way. I mean treat them the same way. And uh, you've got to have a burden, a burden for others. That's number two. Number three, to build a Sunday school, there must be standards for teachers. Standards for teachers. Teachers are somebody. You see, you're more important than teaching at the University of California. Huh? You're more important than teaching Notre Dame. No. Uh, a, a teacher makes, uh, oh, in our part of the country, 75000 That'd be a, a low rate. And then up to one hundred and fifty, uh, 200000 for some teacher. A Notre Dame teacher, somebody told me, teaches four hours a week. 
he's paid 150,000 for teaching four hours a week. That's all it does. And, uh, but wait a minute, you're the teacher of a Sunday school. You're the most important person in the world. You're teaching the world's greatest book. Now you think of that. And you got to be at your best all the time. Now, standards for teeth, four standards. Save, first of all, save. S-A-V-E-D, boring end, save people. Save, that's number one. Number two, separate it from the world. Separate it from the world. And make sure that they are. And you better define what you mean by separation. Now these are the standards for your teacher. Saved and then separated. And you better say what you mean. You better say it publicly so they can't miss it. Uh, otherwise they'll take advantage of you. So I lead them off to some stray uh, business, you know, some worldly activity. Then number three, teach you to be faithful. Faithful to every service of the church. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. All three. Three to thrive. And uh, you're to be in all of them. All of them. If they're going to teach. Now, we'll make an exception. If you do, you're ruined. You've got to make sure you're doing it for all of them. And they've got to agree. Save, separate, faithful. And number, number, uh, uh, number uh, four. Number four. They've got to be loyal. Loyal to your church. Loyal to your pastor. Loyal to the entire work. A disloyal teacher can hurt the whole thing. And they'll be critical, they find fault with this, that, and the other. They don't like the singing, they don't like the preaching, they don't like this, they don't like that. They gotta be loyal all the way through. There are the four centers for salvation, separation, faithfulness, and loyalty. Now we required Highland Park in my forty years. We had a little card made about this size, and that on there, standards for teachers. Uh, save, separate, or faithful, loyal. And they had to check that. And then they had to sign their name to it. Now if they didn't agree to all four of them, we didn't take them at all. And uh, if they wouldn't agree to come all the services, they had to come to Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. We just said, that's it. And we stuck by that. Now, you've got to have that. Now, some may not like it, but uh, you've got to have some rules or you're going to fail. Your Sunday school will fail right away. So standards for a teacher. Then number four, to build a Sunday school, there must be a weekly teachers and officers meeting. Every week, every week of the world. Now, we met Wednesday night. From 7 to 7.30, every Wednesday night in another auditorium, all of the teachers, officers came, we counted them, and we made sure we had them all there. And uh, that was every week of the world, every week, every week. For 40 years and six months, we had that every Wednesday night. I never missed a Wednesday. For 40 years and six months, never missed one. And we have to have it. Now, you have to have it. Now, that's every week of the world. Don't take and say, well, we're repeating. No, no you're not. And uh, we made it interesting. We'd give the report of last Sunday, what we did last Sunday. We'd point out where we may have failed last Sunday. And we'd point out the next Sunday what we can do to make it a better success and keep on going. And then we'd get maybe a summary of some uh, portion of the lesson that we're using in the entire Sunday school. And that could even one of the teachers fill up about 25 minutes, finish that, and go into prayer meeting at 7.30. And uh, your timing would be according to your place. But a regular uh, weekly teachers and officers meeting all of the time there. Then number five, to build a Sunday school, there must be a weekly visitation program. A weekly visitation program. Be sure you spell that word weekly correctly. A lot of them get mighty weak, don't they? Get mighty weak. I mean weak. They're weak. They're poor. They're puny. They fail. No, we've got to be strong and have a regular visitation and knock on the door. The more people you see, the more you have in Sunday school. The more people you go to see, the more you have in church. The more people you see, the more you get saved. You've got to see a lot of folks. If you see one or two, maybe one two may come. But if you see a hundred, you may get ten or fifteen, twenty people to come and just keep on going. But a regular weekly visitation program. Then number six, to build a Sunday school, there must be a consistent teaching program. A consistent teaching program. Now watch very carefully. If you're teaching through the Bible, as we did in ours for a number of years, chapter by chapter, all the way through the Bible, and uh, 
you got, you got to be right. You got to study, make ready, make ready for it, and give the lesson so we can't miss it. And every week of the world, just emphasize teaching the word of God, teaching the word of God. You see, something we forget, and uh, you lose sight of this. The one thing that people do not know in America is the Bible. You see, most folks have never read the Bible through. Wait a minute, most of you haven't either. That, that, that could be an insult to you, couldn't it? But, it? but it's not, because it's true. Many of you have never, oh, you read most of you haven't read it all. And uh, you haven't read all of Ezekiel. You haven't read all the first Second Chronicles. Like one pastor told me up in Michigan, he came to me after a meeting, he said, I've been pastor my church nine years, said I've done a good job. But I've never read the Bible through. A pastor. He went to a Christian college. He said, I skipped around from place to place. I never read the Bible all the way through. He said, I've never done it. He was crying. He said, I'm beginning right now. I'm going to read it through. All of it. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Now, uh, there must be a consistent teaching program. And just keep that all of the time. Right before you teach the Word of God. Teach the Word of God. Teach the Word of God. Then number seven. Uh, to build a Sunday school, there must be goals. G-O-A-L-S. If you got 100, you want 200. Got 200, want 400. And in where you are, keep on growing, keep on growing, and keep it right before them, and talk about it from the pulpit. We had somebody in Sunday school this morning, next Sunday I want to do so-and-so, and just keep it up. Now, if you don't do that, you'll fail. And uh, you put on drives and contests, and get the big crowd for a while, then uh, when the contest is over, you fail, it goes back down again. But keep at it every week, every week, just keep on driving to reach more people in the Sunday school, and have gold before you all of the time. Now, very quickly, let me give the four uh, things that I think were important to build a Sunday school. You're writing them down. Number one, number one, to build a great Sunday school, to make it move, you've got to reach adults. Reach adults. Now, that's number one. Build big, strong adult Bible classes. I mean big ones. I don't care how big they are. I don't believe in these tiny adult classes. Some people do, but I don't. I like big adult classes. I want folks to come and sit there and hear the preacher or whoever you may have teaching to teach the Word of God. And they sit there. They don't have to all speak. This idea of hanging four or five in a class and a teacher on four or five people, you know, where they can all take part. I don't want that. Matter of fact, you waste time. I've gone in class like that. I've gone in just on purpose to see what, the, you know, the church see what they were doing. And what, you know what happened? Uh, one or two people take up all the time. Yes, sir. One fellow asked all the questions. Ever notice that? You got one talkative guy in there, about ten men, and, and he does all talking to the whole crowd. And he, 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 you think you're doing something. No, you haven't taught the Word. And just stay with the Word of God. Now, teach the adult. Teach adults. Now, I'd, I'd stir them. I'd name your class. Name your Sunday school class. It'll do a lot better than calling adult number one or adult number two, adult number three. That doesn't mean much. Give it a good name. Give it a good name. Uh, and if you can't, a Bible name. If you can't, uh, some name like joy class or temple class or grace class or fellowship class. Give it a name. Give a class a name. And in most of the adult classes, pastors and teachers of these classes, I'd have a, a little card, a little calling card made and have the name of your class right in the center of it here and meeting the Sunday morning at 10 o'clock you know, where you meet or whatever it may be. And your name is a teacher. A little calling card. Give it out. People everywhere. Just give it out. Just give it. Resent that so much. If you advertise your church, Church. It's a strange thing. Some people kind of get upset and get mad, don't they? But you can advertise as a Sunday school class, and even the old sinner, he looks at it and says, well, that's pretty good. Maybe it'll come sometime. And uh, you begin working. But use everything you can. Reach adult people. Reach the adult. Now, when you have the adults, you have the whole family. When you get the adults, you get the financial support. You can get children. Now, some churches fail by reaching only children 
through bus ministries. You see, there's nowhere to pay the bill. You can't buy buses. You can't uh, make them run unless you have some money. And uh, I've known some men to fail. They've confessed they failed because they did not emphasize getting men and women in Sunday school. Get the adults. Have big adult class, big ladies class, big men's class, two or three of them. And some mixed class, the men and women, young couples class, and so on. But reach it up and give a name and advertise them and talk about it. That's number one, reach it up. Then number two, take a big citywide or area-wide survey, a census. Take a big area-wide survey. Call it what you want to, our census. Now, your town uh, uh, pastor, what do you ca- uh, consider the population of the area around your church? 1.5 million. How many? 1.5 million. 1.5 million in this area. Think of that. Now, I wouldn't know how to reach all of that. I know what to do, but uh, I know what needs to be done. If you could find in that 1. plus million people here the names of all of the unsaved people and unenlisted Baptist people, if you could do it, and write them a letter once per month. A letter from the church costs money, but it pays off. It'll pay off. And they'd know your pastor everywhere. Get a letter from him every 30 days. And uh, wait a minute. And your town may not have a 10,000 people in it. Or 20,000 people do the same thing. Take your survey. I know it's, I know it's big. Uh, I, had, I, I made a survey of Chattanooga. I made, made one every year in certain parts. But one time I had a man to come and spend six months and cover every area that we thought we could reach in the city. He's, uh, he, he didn't stay there. I went, David, he made 150 calls a day. He knocked on the door. The lady come to the door and said, Man, I'm taking a survey of this community. I'd like to ask you, where do you attend church? He says, All of that in one breath. And she said, Well, when we go, we'll go to the Methodist church. Well, are you a member? No. Uh, where do you belong? And he keeps on. Uh, he's got the right man, knows just how to say it, what to do. This man did. And we paid him for it every week, every week. And he turned in calls 150 per day, per day. And information. And we began getting names of all the people who shouted. Then I wrote to all of them once a month. Here's my letter. Dear friend, I am pastor of the Highland Park Baptist Church. I'd like to offer my service to you. If I can be of help to you, please call me. If there's sickness in the home, some emergency, I'd like to be of help. And please do not be troubled about I'm happy to do so. And give a little, uh, maybe two little paragraphs. And sign my name. I'd sign the letters personally. I'd sign every one of them personally. And then I'd give him a telephone number so he'd call me. And the calls would come in. If I couldn't go, I'd send one of my associates. But if I could go, I'd go to him and say, Now, if I can help you, I'm here. And always when I get in the house, I can say anything I want to. I can preach in the house, in the home. And I can talk. They asked me to come, didn't they? Now, they will ask you. Now, watch it carefully. If you send out a thousand letters, you'll be having maybe 50 or 75 calls coming in every, every month. Maybe more than that. And they will call. People love to do that. And uh, you get hold of them. So take your biggest survey and get the names of all of the unsaved people or unenlisted Baptists that may be in your area and write them once per month a letter, a simple letter. It'll cost a bit of money, but it'll pay all. It'll make them know you as pastor. They'll call upon your church. You'll get something from it. And then I try to visit every prospect once per quarter. I know that's a big order. But every quarter, if you could, every prospect you can find, get to the once every three months and tell them about the Lord and urge them to come to church. But the letter goes once every month. And the letter does that. They know the name of this pastor. They get that letter every month. Boy, they know him. And you may have somebody write and say, I don't want your letter. Don't send another one to me. I'm not coming to your church. I had a man to call me. I had just one in 40 years, so that's pretty good. This old boy called me. He said, take my name off. I don't want your letter. I'm not interested in your church. I don't like your church at all. And boy, he let me have it. 
And he called me on the phone. And uh, I said, I wish I could take it off, but I can't. I've got that thing on the list. I said, uh, when they run them out there, yours comes out in the list. I said, tell you what you do. When you get my letter, you throw the letter in the wastebasket and get rid of it. He said, I'll do it. And he hung the phone up mad. Four years went by. He walked down the aisle of the church one Sunday morning carrying a letter in his hand. He said, I'm ashamed of myself. He said, somebody cared for me, and I wasted all of this time. I led him to the Lord. And after being angry and asking for his name to come off the list. Uh, you see, letters are a strange thing. A letter is better than television. See, you read the letter, look at it again, can't you? Uh, a letter is better than the radio. Now, we spend big money on radio and television programs. They do around the nation. But a letter does more than that. A personal letter on your church stationery and signed by your pastor. Man, people love that. Now, wait, that's getting hold of people. And take your big survey of the whole countryside and then work out. All right, number one, reach adults. Number two, take a big area-wide survey. Number three, watch it now. Increase your enrollment. Increase your enrollment. Listen carefully. Enroll the entire church in Sunday school. Don't ask them to enroll them. Don't ask them if they want to be in Sunday school. You enroll. When they join your church, they belong to the Sunday school as well as the church. Huh? I go to church everywhere. I'm doing this week after week. And they say, well, uh, we, uh, over half our people don't come to Sunday school at all. They belong to the church. I said, do you write them every week, every month, and, and do you invite them? Uh, do you go to see them because they're absent? No, no, they don't even belong to Sunday school. I said, they, they do. They belong to your church, they belong to Sunday school. They're all the same. Put them in one thing. If they belong to your church, they belong to your Sunday school. And increase your enrollment. Make the enrollment go way up high. Don't worry if it looks like a little off. I was with a man the other day, and he was bragging about the fact that he had more present in Sunday school than he had enrolled. He was bragging about it. I said, shame on you. And he thought he'd be a big thing. He said, imagine that. We had more here than we have enrolled. I said, that's not anything to brag about. Be ashamed of that. Your enrollment ought to be way up high. Enroll everybody who walks. Breathes. And say, watch in the Sunday school. If they're not going anywhere, enroll them. And go after them. Then go after them. No matter who they are. And send letters to them. Visit them. Knock on the door. And say, you're enrolled in our Sunday school class. They say, well, I'm not coming. Take my name off. Well, you can't take it off. They belong to your church. And they belong to the church. They belong to Sunday school. Increase your enrollment. Then add new names all the time. For instance, the old way among Southern Baptists, independent Baptists around our part of the country, you had to come three Sundays to get on roll. You know how the old way we did? Three. Who cares about that? The first time they come in, they say, once you join. And he said, well, I can't come, but if you can come once a year, be fine. Uh, put it down there. We'll take you. And then go after them. And sometimes they become the best ones you'll have. So increase your enrollment and reach everyone you can. Then visit your absentees. When people are absent, then visit the absentees and go out to them. Now the last thought, I'm not going to develop that at all, but use buses and vans to reach people. And you're doing that here so wonderfully. And I'll thank the Lord for every bit of it. Now, I hope you just kept some notes. And uh, these things will be of help in, uh, in the future in your Sunday school work. And uh, there's a whole lot to be said. I've given it very rapidly, but uh, you can use it. And if you can, good. And praise God. Build your Sunday school. They've got to hear the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. They've got to hear the Bible. And the Sunday school is where they should hear it. So train your teachers, promote your teachers, work your teachers, and keep the thing organized and press it and reach more and more. Got 100 now? Go for 125, 150. 160, keep on going. Keep your goal, keep a goal before you and keep aiming for something to reach more people for Christ. 
for salvation and for the abundant life that Christ will give. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit KNVBC.com for Christian music you can trust.